0: Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Crispy Cast. Co host here, Christopher Bernard, and my good old buddy old pal, co host,
1: the thunder to your love and the love to your thunder, Jody Cameron. Episode 16, people! Uh, we're kicking her off with Thor. That's right. <laughs> Uh,
0: originally when Thor kicks off he had been defending Asgard for a while when he actually gets too arrogant so they send him to Midgard, Earth with the pretense of getting some humanity and he actually gets sent there with no uh, memory of being a god and he goes, I can't remember his last name he goes on, his name is Blake, Donald Blake that's what it is, I had it backwards a physician that was handicapped so he had a staff Which I believe is actually just Mjolnir in disguise Or becomes that way anyway And uh, that's something they really
1: only Made fun of in the movies How do you do that? How do you make A believable and relatable Comic book hero Out of something that's basically Eternal and and infinitely Powerful. Take all his goods (laughs) Right? You make him into a Regular dude and you wipe his memory And you say True heroes are humble Odin was sick of Thor's impetuous and rash behavior. Thor would not be as likable or as relatable if he wasn't turned into quote-unquote a mortal. He's a medical student when we meet him in the comics. He eventually becomes a doctor and then a surgeon. He's made to serve humanity. He's made to serve Earth. And, And that ties him with part of his true origin, which is that his mother is Gaia. Thor is a result of Odin wanting to create what he thought would be kind of the best of both worlds power in Asgard and that is a, a god hero who is related to the heavens and also a part of the earth. It's a fantastic idea because that humility, we talked about Samwise Gamgee being humble, uh, and that's really the kind of the power of him as a hero. Thor without that is truly boring.
0: Thor is a god through the eyes of people of Midgard. Oh yes, we worship him. And that's how that's how it gets that's why he's the god of thunder. Look at my pretty little lightning sparks. We love you, but to everyone else, he's just Thor, Odin's son. Right. And uh, so when they get to uh, they get to talking, Odin says, "We are not gods. We live and we die. It's just our lifespan is so long. People see us as gods, and we uh, have such a great understand- understanding of magic that you know, people of Midgard that don't have these abilities. That's why they were worshipped.
1: Like Thor is by no means immortal." No, in he, fact, uh, both Odin and Thor uh, meet their demise in a variety of ways and either are resurrected or, you know, the, the mantle of, of their power is is trans- transferred to another. So you're right, they, they are not infinite. Thor had to sneak into the
0: world of the gods because I don't think they actually consider Thor a god. That's where it blew my mind how they were like, oh, god of thunder. And they were like mocking him, but the God Slayer still chose to go after Thor because
1: he is a god with followers. It's He's in like a gray area spot where he's like, he is and isn't. I totally understand why the God Slayer would chase him. And we see it. In, uh, this is really jumping ahead into the plot of Love and Thunder. And spoilers for those of you who haven't necessarily seen it. It's on streaming. Go watch it now. Is that many of the gods, their hubris has them believe that the God Slayer is not a threat. And because... Thor is finite and and vanquishable. He understands just how important it is to face this threat. And so I think the godslayer understands immediately that Thor, despite not being a, a true god, is worshipped as one, but is way more of a threat. The gods don't care. We see that Zeus is basically like, I'm up here, who cares, right? <laughs> it shows that the godslayer is... He's a far more complex and intelligent character than one who just seeks to kill all gods. Because if if he, I think if he stuck with that motivation, yeah, he would ignore Thor. He's a fake, a god. But it's just such a weird
0: concept because when he's with the other gods, they're all taller. They're not necessarily bigger, but they're all these weird, unique things. And he's just like, I can shock people. <laughs> Hi, I'm Donald Blake. I got a hammer. Basically, as soon as Odin dies, that would be more when he became a god, because he gets something called the Odin Force, I believe it's called, and that gives him the power to basically shape reality if he wants to.
1: There's so much that they can draw on for story with him. In fact, at the end of Thor, Love and Thunder, you can tell it's it's a new chapter for Thor, right? He's got this, like, new understanding of his place. He's got, uh... The Child of Eternity. (laughs) He's he's got the Child of Eternity. You you can tell that they're ready to maybe write a new book of Thor. He's a guardian of the galaxy, as well as being an avenger. He's a revenger. He's an Asgardian. He's he's all of those things, right? I guess that's one of the plus sides to being him is he can go
0: to not only Earth issues. He can be in space. He could be in another realm. Like Thor has no limit to a boundary of an area to explore. Like he, he has no issue going anywhere, literally anywhere. And the, I know he shares this in a comic book. Uh, when things aren't going well, he sees Captain America, I believe. And he tells him, it's always a blessing seeing you guys still here. He goes, for me, these couple years are seconds. I never know that when I return to Midgard, if you will be long dead or not. So he says he doesn't even remember a lot of their battles. Because for him, it just he doesn't perceive time the same way uh, mortals do. But then again, in Thor Love and Thunder, when she's like, what has it been, like four years, eight oh, yeah. years, six months, <laughs> three days? Not today, but he's got yeah, He knows to the second how long it's been since he's seen Jane. Uh, yeah.
1: Thor is really, in a way, a character with a side character attached. And that is, he is the god of thunder. But all of that power is channeled directly through his instrument, which is the Mjolnir. And we've, we've seen that hammer, Mjolnir, go through... Almost as many kind of character changes as Thor has. It's destroyed, it's reconstituted for a time. He's with Stormbreaker instead. And in fact, one of the most amusing parts of the Thor Love and Thunder is when Mjolnir returns with Lady Thor. There's a certain kind of jealousy. Like an interesting relationship happens on screen between Thor, uh, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Thor's also
0: had the hammer, in a few instances, taken from him, and uh, I know that, I can't remember the exact circumstance, but he was slowly feeling, uh, when he was king of Asgard, that he was unworthy uh, of the hammer, and so it got to the point where he couldn't lift it, and other people were becoming worthy, and he wasn't. It was a time where a man just picked up the hammer, and then he was Thor for the time, and he was wielding it. Uh, nonchalantly just have just literally Thor had to be like uh, I can't pick this up but can you stop?
1: <laughs> it's a very interesting mechanic of that of that weapon is that it is imbued with the power that only the worthy can wield it. But when Jane Foster gets it it's because
0: Thor had evolved past needing Mjolnir and was being unable to carry it because when she was dying of cancer uh, she just found her, her way to it. She was offered to be Thor and she decided to take it and it's very interesting seeing Thor as King Thor because Mjolnir was only an instrument to show him how to wield his power he doesn't actually need the hammer right it's it's to focus and conduct right yeah until he was able to figure it out on his own that's why when she now has it and he's just up in Asgard ruling he, he doesn't need it Thor actually also has a very powerful magical staff it's amazing to see like Thor's growth throughout the comic books, like he needs this hammer; it's everything to him. And then when he becomes king, it's not that he doesn't want it; it's just it was meant for someone
1: that was looking for battle, who was using it to protect. It's clear that in the in the Marvel Universe uh, films, the the comedic elements that they've inserted into the, the kind of the the Thor films since Ragnarok have been a, a real vital key in in making. Those movies a little more enjoyable, and making Thor's character more relatable. I absolutely love when Korg and Meek show up in any of these films, and I think I would I would watch any Thor film just hoping to see uh, Korg and Meek. Uh, I'm hoping that they give them, oh, even their own morning news show, Korg and Meek in the morning. I'm I'm up for it. <laughs> Hi, right, just here to give you the updated news on Asgard. Um, it got destroyed again. <laughs> Thing,
0: things not looking good. I'm just a face now. I don't know if you know that. Um, my body's been destroyed. That was good. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Asgardian news. I'm uh, your host here, you know, Rockman. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. In the Marvel Universe, how does Thor really stack up? Oh, he would be definitely my... He's actually my second favorite God-based character in comic books. I Yeah, I definitely have to rank him... Comic book-wise, I'd have to give him... He'd actually give him four character-wise, because for the most part, I don't find him that intriguing.
1: He does have some really nice story arcs. So it's really interesting. You've you've, you've chosen to rate his character... Uh, kind of against or versus him as a hero at large. Like yeah. his, his strength as a hero is high, but his character, uh, as far as he's a god, you can't relate to a god. Yeah, right. How <laughs> like how compelling is that? Right? Like it.
0: Like it, there are moments where it's just so it's so well done. So I guess it's really up to the writer. He's he's a god. He's if someone like myself is a sucker for true,
1: uh, just destructive power, raw power, Thor all the way. But as a as a hero, it's like eh. I'm in agreement. The, the character of Thor is not as compelling or relatable to me. I know that the, he has a fan base. There are folks who are like Thor number one, Team Thor. As a hero, yeah, his character is, is not the one that I'm drawn to. As far as his, his power and his effectiveness and his importance in the MCU, it's very, it's very high up there. He's not one of us. He's not you or me. We worship his kind. Uh, Thank you for
0: listening. I have a comic book, The Legend of Creature. You can check me out at uh, my Instagram at Crispy Comics. By the time you listen to this, we would have finished Comic-Con. I'm sure it's been a great success. You guys are amazing.